Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home and a car payment, and you're struggling to get credit cards under control, or you're getting a later start in life on saving for retirement, ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. So let's now get started. This week, I'm going to be talking about the number two reasons why you are getting out of debt per that article I read last week, and that would be for retirement. Retirement is Social Security to a lot of people, and this is the main reason why you need to have your own retirement plan, take care of yourself, because who knows what's going on in the future with Social Security. And then after that, I'm going to give you some stats about my personal life, uh, what I've done and to reduce my debt, and how I did it, and get started in a nutshell. So I'd like to start with an article uh, talking about Social Security, plan ahead, and five tips. So to give you some basic information on Social Security to get started. Plan ahead. Five Social Security tips for 2020 and beyond by Kelly Hagan, The Motley Fool. There aren't a lot of guarantees in retirement, which makes the idea of a monthly Social Security check all the more comforting. As long as you work for at least 10 years, you'll get some money from the program, but you're probably hoping for more than a couple hundred dollars a month. Maximize your Social Security benefits requires an understanding on how it's calculated and how your decisions affect it. Here are five tips if you're trying to get the most out of Social Security. Number one, work as long as you can. Your Social Security benefit is based on your average monthly earnings adjusted for inflation over your 35 highest earning years. You should aim to work at least that long because if you don't, you have zeros added to your benefit calculations, reducing the size of your check. Working even longer than 35 years is ideal because your lower earning years will be replaced by higher earning years, and that will increase your benefit. If you're not sure how many years you report reported income for, you can check your earnings record. More on that below to find out. Number two, check your earnings record annually. The Social Security Administration tracks your annual income in your earnings record, which you can access by creating a My Social Security account. This is the income your benefits are based on, so you must verify that it's correct every year or could cost yourself benefits. Usually, the information is accurate, but small errors like transposing digits in your Social Security number or failing to report a name change to the government could result in the government not registering your income for a certain year. If this happens to you, fill out a request for correction of earnings record form and submit this to the Social Security Administration along with any documentation you have, like tax returns, that prove your income for the year in question. Number three, seize every opportunity to increase your income. 
Anything you do to increase your income today will help your Social Security benefits in the future because they're based on your average monthly income during your working years. You can try working overtime or starting an extra job, but be careful not to burn yourself out. It won't make that much difference to your Social Security benefits if you're only able to keep it up for a few months. Look for ways to permanently boost your income like switching employers, negotiating a raise, or pursuing a promotion. These changes are likely to have more lasting effects on your income and they won't necessarily require working yourself to the bone. Number four, choose your starting age carefully. The age you choose to begin benefits also affect the size of your check. You must wait until your full retirement age, FRA, to get the full benefit you're eligible for. This is 66 or 67 for today's workers. You're able to start as early as 62, but when you get less per check, you only get 70% of the benefits you'll be entitled to at your FRA if you begin at 62, and your FRA is 67. Those with an FRA of 66 get 75% of their scheduled benefit per check if they start at 62. Every month you delay benefits, increase your checks until you reach the maximum benefit at 70. This is 124% of your scheduled benefit per check if your FRA is 67 or 132% if your FRA is 66. Delay and make sense if you expect to live a long time and you want to get the largest checks possible. But if you have terminal illness, starting early might be more, make more sense. You might also have no choice but to start early if you need your Social Security benefits to help you cover your basic expense. Look for a few scenarios to figure out which starting age works best for you. Number five, watch out for taxes. You know that Social Security taxes that come out of your paychecks, but not everyone is aware that the government can tax your Social Security benefits if your combined income exceeds certain thresholds. Combined income is your adjusted gross income, AGI, plus any non-taxable interest and half of your Social Security benefits. Individuals with combined income exceeding 25000 and married couples with combined income exceeding 32000 could owe taxes on up to 50% of their benefits. Individuals with a combined income exceeding 34000 and married couples with combined income exceeding 44000 could owe taxes on up to 85% of their benefits. A complete discussion of Social Security benefit tax is beyond the scope of this article, but here's a guide if you want to learn more. Do your best to stay below these thresholds if you want to avoid benefit taxes. If you have a Roth retirement savings, those are great to fall back on as you approach the thresholds listed above because these withdrawals don't count towards your taxable income for the year. Even if you're a long way from claiming Social Security, it's never too early to start thinking about it. Weekly Reminder Do you know how much is in your checking account? Have you projected your expenses forward for at least one to two weeks in advance? or pay periods, whichever is greater. How's your budget coming along? Have you been updating your budget every month trying to get a better average so you have a better projection going forward? That's a key thing to do in trying to reduce your debt. Also, have you reviewed what you're paying? Have you called your providers and tried to get a better plan or a lower amount? 
that's an ongoing thing. I mean, you got to do it at least once a year for everybody. Some things you can adjust down, some things you can't. Uh, if it's your uh, heating and air in the house or your apartment, the only thing you do is set the thermostat up or down depending on the season. You set it down in the winter, so you use less. You set it up in the summer, so you use less. So just a reminder, you got to keep at it. So I want to give talk about the article that you heard just recently, the five tips on Social Security. Work as long as you can. Don't retire at 62. This is to increase your Social Security benefits. But I'm going to talk about my personal situation because I have a complicated Social Security uh, benefit calculation because of uh, multiple factors involved. So uh, I worked for the government for 14 years, and I never took my cash payout when I quit to start my own business. So I left the money in there because I figured by the time I retire, this should be enough to pay for my medical costs when I'm in retirement. But lo and behold, it's not. So, so but it still comes into calculating my Social Security benefits. It still affects it because they have a windfall provision so that people who work for the government and have a private government pension in those years, I did not pay into Social Security, so they reducing what I get from Social Security, even though I paid in there for like 17 years. So uh, that's what I'm going to talk about, because it co- pretty much covers all those tips. So I worked for the government for 14 years. At age 60, I start re- uh, receiving benefits. I thought, well, can I retire Social Security at 62? Well, yes, I could two years later. But the one number one reason why I didn't is because of health insurance costs. Health insurance is expensive. So I continue to work until I'm 65. Okay, well, that's, that, that's good, but that's still not my FRA or my full retirement age. My full retirement age is 66 years. It used to be 65, but sometime in my working career, Congress came along. Social Security is in, you know, dire straits, so they up the age. You can start getting full benefits because they're trying to save money. Most of you listening, if you're under age 60 or probably even 58, your full retirement age is going to be 67. So which means if you retired at 62, you'll get a significant decrease in Social Security until you reach 67. So the article mentions that. Uh, Don't retire at 62 if you're trying to maximize your Social Security benefits because you're going to get reduced benefits for every month that you retire early from 67. My age is 66. So I hit... 66 i'm looking at it and i thought well should i retire now or not necessarily retire but keep working and start drawing social security benefits because now i'm not subject to paying you know the earnings limitations and all those rules and guidelines and stuff so i looked at it and well my wife's 62 years younger if i retire at 66 she's 
deemed to be retired at 63 when at the same time I retire if she's going to draw from my benefits. So that's number one you need to watch out for. If you retire early, your spouse is retired early also. And if they're younger than you, then they're really going to get a whammo on their their benefits if they're claiming off of your earnings. If they're claiming off their own earnings, I don't know because my wife doesn't have earnings. So that's why I'm playing ahead. So now I'm looking, okay, I work one more year, 67. Now the wife's 65. So we both on Medicare, which is going to save me some money. I hope a lot. I'm not there yet. So so I hope a lot. And every year that I keep working, my benefits are going up because my windfall provision is going down. The amount they're deducting from my monthly benefits because I got a government pension. So that keeps going down. The second whammo I'm looking at is the 35 years. They take your highest earnings for a 35-year period. Most people work around 40 years. So they knock off your lowest five years, and they take your 35. Well, I have 14 years under government. So I got 14 years of zeros. Even though I got 17, 18 years under Social Security, time they take the highest, you know, the 35 years, I got a lot of zeros in there. So not only I'm getting whammo on the reduction because of the windfall provision, I'm getting whammo because of my average earnings is low because I got a lot of zeros in there. So every year that I work longer, I can get rid of another zero. That's a benefit to me. Well, okay, 67 is looking good, but my wife is still not at full retirement age because she's only... 65 and her full retirement age is 66 and four months another thing i got to think about do i continue working until um 68 and three months so that she'll be at full retirement age and i've done spreadsheets i figured and how i figured all this out was i download social security has a full calculator you can download from their website it takes a while to figure out how to use it and put numbers in there and get it to work somewhat accurate. Whether or not it's accurate, I really don't know, but I've done the best I could. So I got a bunch of numbers, you know, at different ages at 66, 67, 68, 68 and four months, how much difference it's going to make. And at age 70, which is the maximum, even if you continue working at age 70, just start drawing your Social Security benefit because it's not going to go up. So just keep on working. You're age 70, you know, have your Social Security benefits coming in. So I hopefully I don't have to work that long. I don't want to work that long. When I was in my 20s, I wanted to be retired by the time I was 50. <laughs> that, so as you can hear, that's not happening. So you're probably wondering, why is he talking about Social Security and why, what's that have to do with reducing my debt? Well, you want to reduce your debt. This is a reason to reduce your debt. Because if you have to rely 100% of your income in retirement is Social Security, you're most likely going to be hurting. Even if you sell a house and downsize and put that money in, 
the sooner you start saving, the more you're going to have because the more it's going to grow. That's the point. We're planning ahead. The younger you are, the better off you're going to be. I know you're going to have to get debt, good debt, bad debt. It's just a you know tool we need to think about even when we're in our 30s. Someday you're going to retire. I didn't think I ever would. I didn't think I'd ever be old enough. But here I am. It'll come. It's just a matter of time. Now a quick word from my sponsor, Isotonic. Isotonic is a vitamin. It's a way you take a vitamin. It's how your body is built to take vitamins with Isotonic. Rapidly absorbed by the body, highly concentrated of vitamins and minerals, and maximum results. I've been taking isotonic vitamins for the last six years, and I rarely get sick. I highly recommend taking isotonic vitamins. With standard tablets, you have minimal absorption and diluted nutrients. I take the Daily Essential Kit, which is all the Daily Essential vitamins that you need for your body on a daily basis. Go to my website, ReduceDebtIncreaseWealth.com. Upper right-hand corner, click on the heart. Go to the website. Let us show you the future of vitamins. Even if you have a 401k or a work-related retirement plan, you still need to get your debt under control. Don't think, well, I got up my 401k, I'm putting in my 3%, the employer is matching it, I'll be fine. Well, you might be, but the less debt you have, if you have zero debt when you retire, you're going to be much better off because not only will your savings last longer, your emergency fund could be lower. So you could have more invested in the market for a longer period of time that would result in a greater yield. Because history has shown, the longer you can stay in the market, the more you're going to end up having. So now I'd like to talk about my march to freedom, financial freedom. I started about uh, more than four years ago. More, more than, yeah, about four years ago, but I really didn't get serious until three years ago. In fact, it was April of 2017. And that's when I thought, well, you know, I'm projecting forward a couple pays or one pay because I was lazy. So what would happen if I projected that forward three months? And by looking forward three months, it was like, oh, wow, it's a, <laughs> I'm going to be short here. I could be short there. I need, you know, I got to be careful. You know, because I had some of my annual expenses, such as real estate taxes that do twice a year. I had my insurance, car insurance that was due twice a year. I had homeowner's insurance that was due once a year. So, you know, different times a year, I was really getting hammered and I wasn't realizing it. So when I started projecting for three months, that really made a difference. And I also changed jobs about uh, three months after that. So I got serious. I started projecting for it farther. I thought, well, I'm not making enough money. Um, the employer I was working for was fine, but they were changing what they were doing and they were turning into more of a seasonal job and I didn't want a seasonal job. I couldn't afford a seasonal job. You know, it's nice to have the winter off. Couldn't afford to go nowhere. Well, if you don't have any income coming in, it, uh, <laughs> you can't 
double up your expenses by paying rent somewhere else if you want to be in a warmer climate, which would be my case. So I changed jobs, and that not quite doubled my income, but definitely helped because of my, I got a sign-on bonus. I started getting quarterly safety bonuses, and I was just making more money to start with. And that really jump-started my uh, March. So here's my stats. I've been, I know in the past I've been saying I've been doing it for four years. Well, I was, but I really wasn't serious until the last three years. And these numbers are in the last three years. I started out with about the average total debt, $131,767. And $137,000 is the average debt. But you know, if you're younger than that, it's probably closer to $250,000. So that's just a note. I've uh, paid in principle $104,605 which is a yearly-per-year reduction of $34,868. Like, that's like almost half my income. The time you take out income taxes and health insurance, that's a big chunk. Dang, I started thinking, how did I do that? Uh, there's some bonuses that really helped out a lot. By doing that, I reduced my interest $30,140, that's rounded. So I paid $30,140 less interest. That's almost the $34,000 a year that I paid additional principal. So that interest was over three years, so what, about 10000 a year. That helped a lot. That really speeded up my principal reduction. And I do it about once a quarter, every two, three months. I, you know, I got my emergency fund. I, well, you know, I built up an emergency fund in that time period too. And I keep that separate because I have it in a high yield savings account, which is a different savings account than what I uh, use for building up my debt reduction fund. Is what I call it. So every three, four months, I build up enough money. And it's been faster because, you know, I paid off four credit cards that had a balance, you know, that never got paid off. I paid off my line of credit that was like 20000 I paid off a couple auto loans. So I've got more discretionary income now. So I'm being able to set aside more every pay and I get paid every week. So I only wish I could get more interest on it interest income going on that you know you know a penny a quarter is not really helping a whole lot you know it's about what i get maybe 10 20 cents a year from that savings account that's why i move my emergency fund to a high yield saving which is an online bank and i get about six seven dollars a month now you know six seven dollars a month versus couple cents a quarter big difference so that's what i've done i'm just telling you how, that's my numbers and i've done it exactly the way i'm telling you i haven't done anything else i just keep an eye on what i'm spending money on i try to keep it under control but i've never cut back anything i mean i know i'm getting i'm getting closer to retirement so i thought oh, i need to come up with a hobby because you know truck drivers 
I work 65 hours a week. I'm not home. Well, this job, I'm home like every other day, but, you know, you just come home, you take a shower, you sleep, you eat, and you go to work. You know, you don't really have time to do anything. So, like, I need need a hobby. So one of my hobbies was smoking meat, which I'm actually doing right this minute as I talk. I thought, well, that's good because, one, I need something to eat when I retired, and I like smoked meat. It gives me something to do, like one day a week. And my second thought was, well, well, what else can I do when I'm retired? And I finally realized, oh, I could do a podcast. Every idiot, I mean, everybody's doing podcasts. And I thought, what am I going to talk about? You know, doing a podcast, what do I know most about? Oh, accounting. You know, accounting-related stuff. Eh, that's kind of boring. Oh. I can tell them my journey on how I reduce debt. I can just talk about that and help other people. And I didn't really think I have sponsors. I didn't, you know, I just had no clue of what it would cost. So I start looking in how you do a podcast. What do I need? Turned out I need a, a microphone, a headset. I already had a computer and editing software. So all that was relatively inexpensive i'm not gonna give you any numbers because it it wasn't much and no problem paying for it but then what you do with it i mean once you make your podcast you gotta put it out there on internet so you need a a hosting site to host your podcast because you can't just do any old website because of the downloads and the data and all the other factors they would cut you off in a hurry so you need a specialized uh, web hosting podcast, which I got. Then you need to promote it. And on and on and we go. And I thought, well, you know, I'm doing all this. If I can, my wife has a couple web e-commerce sites that she doesn't do much with. Uh, you know, I did make a little bit of money here and there. But I can just use her as my sponsor and we can go from there. <laughs> here we are. I'm doing podcasts and I got about, 25 minutes racked up this week, and that's all I have to talk about. Just hang in there, keep at it, and you'll achieve the same results as I have. Maybe better. You know, I really hadn't been really working on it that hard. I mean, I really could cut way back. One of my biggest expenses I cut back on is uh, cable TV, and I stream it all now. And that's a big saving. So if you hadn't done that, you need to look into it. That's the end of another episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you'd like to share this episode with your friends, please do so. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm more than glad to comply. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon to go to my Facebook website.